You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. 3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past and present of the Kulin Nations. We recognize their unceded sovereignty. Welcome to Rotations on 3CR. This week we're bringing you a special show made by queers at 3CR who are anti-pinkwashing and anti-midsummer. This is a collaborative show, and I'm your host. If you know me, then you know. If you don't, you've been missing out. You'll be hearing some on-theme selections, as well as an interview with Amber, a white queer trans settler following an action at the Midsummer Pride Parade on February 4th. We'll also hear a reading of a statement from the Instagram of Queer Killjoys. That's at Queer Killjoys. To open the show, though, let's get into this track you're hearing underneath right now. Feel It Too by Mbantua and Narm-based producer, Kaitech artist and DJ, Rona. This one has a really amazing music video, too, filmed on Aranda Country.
was Feel It Too by Mpantwa and Narmbase producer, Kaidech artist and DJ Rona. Now let's get into some sweet, sweet anti-pinkwashing content. This is an interview I did earlier in the week with Amber, a white queer trans settler following the action at the Midsummer Pride Parade on the 4th of February. First of all, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me. I feel like we have this discussion or some version of it every single year. No worries. Glad to be here. Yeah. I mean, it does feel as we sort of reach the end of every year and leading into uh, the summer months, queers in NARM are consistently coming up against the encroachment of corporations, of policing, um, of, you know, the military, industrial and detention complex on spaces that are supposed to be, I don't know, sites of queer life and pride and joy. And so I was wondering if we could maybe start off by hearing just a bit about the sort of exhaustion of having to have this fight every year around um, corporate pride and around Midsummer. Yeah, I think I think I'd reframe things a bit because I think what is exhausting, I guess, isn't necessarily like being in solidarity with one another like we were on Sunday. Like it is these, it is is like the pink washing and the ongoing violence of living in a highly unequal, violent settler colonial society. So I guess. Yeah, I think, like, people involved in the action on Sunday took a lot of energy from it. And I guess sometimes I find it more exhausting when it feels like nothing is happening, in a sense, because we're demoralised around taking action, whether that be on the streets or care work away from the streets, all these different ways of building struggle. So I think, yeah, the tiredness is, like, yeah, life in these in like a colonial capitalist transphobic system. But I think there is power in when we come together on the streets or across the community. A hundred percent. And it was so powerful to witness, you know, community autonomous resistance from, yeah, from members of the queer and trans community. It's always the most marginalized that are on the front lines of upholding this resistance, especially trans women and, you know, people of color. And it is really powerful to see that uncompromising um, opposition to having, you know, to having these violent systems upheld and reproduced through events that are purportedly meant to um, represent and be safe spaces for queer and trans people. Um, but then undoubtedly, um, as you've mentioned, there is you know, this sort of care work and, and community organizing that happens on the side. And, and sometimes that that's because, you know, there's nothing else like we have to look out for each other. Um, and there is also immense harm that's caused by things like um, police crackdowns and brutality, um, as we saw on the weekend, too. Yeah, like what we saw from Victoria Police was... Victoria Police being restrained, and that's there. That's the that's the comment of 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 police boss Shane Patton, who remarkably had a press conference later in the day, the first time ever after a Pride March disruption, such was how badly disrupted uh, Pride was um, by by us acting autonomously. And yeah, I think you mentioned stuff around police violence and I think it's good to put it in context that this was like police being restrained in some ways the pride march is like a public relations relations things for police like the, the like the hundred or so police that are officially in the march they don't have their weapons so I think that's like a big thing about restraint like police to inflict violence which they are specialists in they require they are they require their weapons so so, like, really seeing the corporate media, all the stuff around the violence that, f- that flips the reality that it was police that repressed the protest that we had at Pride March on Sunday at Midsummer against police violence. So, in solidarity with, you know, the quotidian violence of policing in Victoria that happens 
all the time and it is something that, yeah, as a white queer trans person, I don't face the brunt of, but we still know that still we face some police violence. So, and there's particularly like high profile examples around the Posey Parker demonstration on March 18 last year where police protected the Nazi transphobe coalition and later on that time protected, uh, effectively protected reactionary and fascist violence by uh, like telling local councils to, uh, on police advice, cancel drag story times. So in terms of where I'm going with that, I think, yeah, policing is violence. Like it's differential really applied across like your social location or whatever. And I think for too long, we're just like sat by and haven't come together to challenge like the pinkwashing that we saw, that we see every Pride March and in other places. And it means that people invest in this mythology that stronger relations with police will actually bring us safety when in reality it's police that make us unsafe at protests and any struggle for liberation police are conservative repressive force that uphold reaction and fascism so so this was about challenging these narratives around police like queer and trans cops are cops and they still still bash you at protests they still are silent in terms of police violence and black deaths in custody they they are just cops so all this I guess police propaganda that has been successful in many ways in like uh, together with like the more white conservative politics over the last few decades in terms of, yeah, just going along with like the white comforts of like trying to live in a capitalist society is stuff that needs to be challenged and collaborating with the police excludes queers and it just upholds the violence of of the system. Totally. And you know, we we sort of touched on the issue of pinkwashing, which I'd like to talk a little bit more about, but specifically in relation to the cops, just to tie this part of the conversation off. Um, it is a PR exercise for Victoria Police to be there. And, you know, as we've seen with so many different forms of autonomous community resistance, including things like the web doc picket, Police are there to uphold the private property regime of this settler colony. And as well, they play a coercive role in in maintaining, you know, the dominance of the cis-heteropatriarchy. And so the notion of diversity and inclusion in the police force and folding cops into uh, sort of pride march and that kind of thing is really just opening up further avenues for the, you know, for the police and for the violence of, of the state to market itself as inclusive and progressive when actually, as we can see, things are, you know, the function of the police is, is extremely regressive in terms of um, social justice. You've been listening to an interview with Amber, a white queer trans settler, and we've been talking about all things pinkwashing and no cops at Pride. We'll come back for the rest of the interview, but for now, let's hear a new release sent into fellow 3CR music show Salam Radio by Narm Gadigal independent artist Big Riggs, who has Palestinian and Irish heritage. This is Palestine Flow. Time to wait, no more life to waste Humanity on the line, full of steam Cry, cause it to be saved Lost another minute by, means another child's side How they miss the fire, confused about a ceasefire Leaders' pockets are tight, so leaders always lie We see what they hide, now the masses grow tired 
Yeah, we seen that they manufacture facts with AI Facts became lies And whoever owned the media decide what's right Whoever got the money can decide who's right Who's wrong, who's right They profit from disaster Take it all The victory will be the children's after 48 days, 49 nights 8,000 babies in paradise Bellies all full, they finally feel nice Save sorry for tomorrow Cause today we freedom fight Freedom ain't a God-given right Justified occupies cry wolves and commit genocide. They don't even know our story. 1948 and saw the gory. Attrition, forced eviction, forced to victim. My people refuse to become fiction. Ain't scared if they own a whole fucking system. Boycotted their business, made it the mission. Now all their stocks emitting, huh? I guess they forgot who really buys a board of business, huh? Real power is people power And power cowards are people empowered Still cowards keep power Still cowards devour the flowers Mass graves in the thousands I heard the cries that called up in the mountains Heard that down his past pat With black and brown kids covered in white powder Yet the colonizer showered and prayed Proud of all the profit they made from pain Ya Allah, all the shame Hold the shame Bringing the age, rain or rage Full siders with Sean praise Supporting the wrong prophet Learn life essential when we listen to the plight Of a poor man's pocket And the poor men of today happen to be called Muhammad That was Palestine Flow by local artist Big Riggs. Let's get back into my conversation with Amber about pinkwashing and pride. Uh, I wanted to turn to the issue of corporations as well and their um, pinkwashing through participation in pride. And so I'm thinking about some of the major sponsors of Midsummer, including NAB, Woolworths, uh, Amazon, which is also a BDS target. Um, could you comment on that? Yeah, sure. I'll comment on the corporation second because there's stuff in your preamble that I'd like to address before I get onto the corporations and that aspect of Midsummer's pinkwashing. I, I think, yeah, it's good to put this in the context of different struggle because, yeah, for example, the, like the picket at WebDoc, queers, women, trans people overrepresented in that picket and keeping that picket alive. And... It really shows how to have like a reactionary force in a pride march is just against any struggle for liberation. And yeah, this whole idea of progress, I think a lot of these narratives are like this idea of progress. We heard from the Minister for Equality that oh, things are progress. We have like LGBT cops now. Whereas really we need to like, I need to, I think it's good to draw from a different understanding of that and that is like that things have been rearranged and this is something I've learned from Dean Spade that having like inclusion of cops into Pride March into the like and 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 there being LGBT cops is just a rearrangement of things in this capitalist society it doesn't mean like the violence has stopped it's just been rearranged so we just have transphobia working in a way that also can mean that um it's not that many trans cops, but it means you can be bashed by a trans cop and that can be experienced as transphobic as well. Or it means that, like, transphobia isn't just about, like, about pronouns. Even if your pronouns get respected in some way, it's just about uh, the differentiating labour market and, like, who is excluded and, like, downwardly pushed in the labour market and these things. Um, so we really need to undo the idea of this progress, progress that's in our heads around like what the state cultivates around that. And I think that goes into some of what you mentioned about 
corporations and pinkwashing because, yeah, we have all these corporations like NAB, Woolworths and Amazon. These are all corporations that make billions of dollars in profit. And who's that profit go to? It goes to the ruling class. It doesn't go for working class queers. It goes to um, the balance of this society, really. And Midsummer in its propaganda claims, oh, it's, it's not about that. It's about supporting people in these workplaces. But that's not true. These, these corporations sponsor Midsummer. They partner with Midsummer. They provide Midsummer with money. 70% of Midsummer's money is corporate and private donations. And in exchange, we see them just like um, pinkwash the inequality that they help they that that is like exen, exen, yeah they pinkwash the inequality that is ex- existential to like the operation of a corporation because it's about profit it's about exploitation of workers and that's inherently opposed to queer workers so we can talk all we want about oh it's great like there's rainbow flags on the store there's rainbow flags People march, like some corporation dress up in rainbow flags, but it doesn't actually change the fundamental exploitation that's going on in the workplace. And connecting back to labor market stuff, it is the reality that queer and trans people and in relation to class, race and ability face downward mobility in the workplace in terms of income. Um, and, that, and, and at the same time, we have like these corporations marching down as if they're not like a key enforcer of that, that hierarchy and inequality. So that's the absurdity of how like things are being rearranged in 2024 compared to like, you know, before when homosexuality was like, was criminalized, criminalized in terms of um, different laws, particularly affecting like trans women, gay men, but also the invisibility of like queer cis women in terms of, um, trying to make her life in those criminalized times. Yeah. And the sort of corporate pinkwashing that happens as well. I mean, again, you, you mentioned the importance of contextualizing this conversation in relation to other struggles, but also I think it's important to contextualize this sort of corporate pinkwashing in relation to other kind of corporate moves to to paint themselves as progressive, for example, with Woolworths kind of coming out and saying it wasn't going to have Australia Day merch and that being a big topic of conversation when, of course, you know, a, a clear-eyed analysis of what Woolworths is doing there and what it's doing here sponsoring Midsummer is it doesn't care about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. It doesn't care about queer people. It cares about profit. And we see at the same time during a cost of living crisis, uh, you know, big grocery retailers like Woolworths and Coles price gouging and making a profit off, uh, you know, the poorest people in society. And so many of the poorest people in society are queer and trans and black. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a big, big, like glaring contradiction. And this is, these are the things that Midsummer like cultivates and normalizes the idea that this is like a good thing that having rainbows and corporations is a good thing that having the ALP and liberals that expanded like prisons and policing at record rates, like billions of dollars. We've got more police per, pa- per capita in Victoria now than the 19th century. Thanks to the last two decades of expansion of policing here. And yeah, so like this, this narrative of progress really just hides the violence of, of what's going on. You're listening to a conversation with Amber, a white queer trans settler talking about anti-pinkwashing, corporate pride, and midsummer. Let's hear some music now. This is Nasak by queer Palestinian artist Clarissa Bitar and Nabil Bitar as well, and the lyrics are by Mohammed El Kurd, a Palestinian activist and writer. This song is a sarcastic love letter to politicians everywhere. The chickens in the land are pretending to be the roosters. Nasak nasak ya balad nasak nisyuk Rasak yislam rasak lisalamuk Nasak nasak ya balad nasak nisyuk Rasak yislam rasak lisalamuk كاداك ومن زاداك ومن فوت ميعادك سيصان ارض بلادك عملوا في 
Now we'll get back into my chat from earlier in the week with Amber about pinkwashing. This is the third and final part of our conversation. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the political parties as well, by having, um, you know, like the ALP and the liberals have their their tents at midsummer too. Like I'm guided by organizations like um, Rise Exitainees um, who are really drawing attention to the fact that by by pinkwashing their political parties through presence at large queer and trans events, um, this again totally throws the very material concerns about the lives of queer and trans current and ex-detainees um, as well, you know, completely out of view. Um, I guess the the kind of final thing I wanted to to touch on was the importance of direct action, of autonomous action, and of, I guess, confronting head-on these kinds of, um, you know, predatory inclusions um, and and this system of pinkwashing that we've seen, um, you know, creep across the past decades into so many facets of queer life that make it seem like other ways of relating to each other and celebrating our lives and celebrating our wins aren't possible when we know that they are. Yeah, I think there is a long tradition of doing things ourselves in queer and trans communities that I think has been somewhat lost in many ways by the rise of like a queer trans not-for-profit industrial complex that also has a particular relationship to the state that depoliticizes and demobilizes us. And I think it really limits our imagination. And what like direct action does, and that's what happened on on Sunday, is a bunch of us autonomously took up together and mobilized against Victoria Police's march at midsummer. And we completely messed with it. We absolutely we're in their face we're, we're doing things that meant that they couldn't just happily march down the street 
even though they sniggered at us when they used violence. So there was, they're still like, you know, cops happy to inflict violence. But in terms of how they wanted the day to go, that was not how they wanted to go. They want to maintain the illusion of, of like life in a society is like this equal society that we have like a minister for equality when we have escalating like people houseless, we have escalating like neglected healthcare system. It is just really a disgrace what's going on. And direct action really exposes that because the police out here, they, 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 a lot of them didn't have their weapons, but they're surrounded by the riot police. And this is the same, this is the same, the public order response team is the same team that are specialists in repressing protests. And yeah, it's no accident that many of the people involved in the autonomous action on Sunday are involved in all these other actions as well, because it's a multi-struggle, multi-struggle thing. It isn't just like this, this thing that's come out of the ether and the media will, the mainstream media will give it a, will give it a like, oh my gosh, these people were involved in this Palestine solidarity thing or this other thing as if to demonize the people involved there. But it's really about the power of struggle and coming together and imagining a different world because, yeah, we don't need, we don't need police once we, yeah, divest from the ways particularly like us white people benefit from policing in terms of the wages of whiteness and property. There's lots of work to be done and grappled with and that's not an easy thing um but 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 that like the illusions of police make us that make us safe need to be dismantled because because it's like us that keep us 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 safe it was all these little moments at the protests where we tapped each other on 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 the shoulder to like not get cattled by the police to take care of one one of each other it's these little like things or like updating each other of what the police were doing. It's these little things that like keep solidarity and struggle going and are really present in direct action. And it's really present in less visible direct action than on the street in terms of like caring for one another because like the state and like neglects so many things like who can afford like mental health care, for example gap fees all these things so we have to take care of each other as well so like that's another form of like keeping each other alive in this society in terms of yeah it can be difficult in terms of the isolating ways in which we're alienated from one each other uh, one each other through work or like when you're excluded for work all these various things yeah and i guess just to just to wrap up i guess a final reflection is that doing these kinds of direct actions, but also sustaining these networks of community care is really, you know, the deepest kind of expression of love and solidarity towards queer futurities that aren't captured by pinkwashing, that aren't structured by systems of violence where queer and trans people can actually thrive rather than just survive in this system. So thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me. You just heard an interview with Amber, a white queer trans settler, talking about pinkwashing, corporate pride, and midsummer. Victoria's Pride is of course on Smith Street here in Wurundjeri country today, so we're sending them a big no pinkwashing, no cops at Pride hello. Now let's head to the track Justice by Tutard. Right in every case, can you imagine? 
Great quality rise, shining like a sun A mirror to the world, reflecting light In this global soul, we sing tonight Wide open hearts, with hand in hand Breaking the chains, across the land Fighting for justice, our voices will blend For one world united That was Justice by Tutard. They're a Syrian Arabic rock band of two brothers making music from the occupied Golan Heights, which is under Israeli occupation. Tutard released this EP, which was made in the last 120 plus days as a call for justice. We're getting to the end of today's show, so let's hear some more music by Mashur Leila. Mashur Leila were a Lebanese four-member indie rock band with staunch politics and a queer lead singer, Hamed Sino, who in 2010 famously unfurled a rainbow flag at Biblos Festival, and then proceeded to perform songs denouncing police brutality and corrupt politicians while then-Prime Minister Saad el-Din Hariri was in attendance. The band experienced bans from countries, arrests at shows, and ongoing security concerns, but through their loyal support base and unwavering integrity, they created history from 2008 to 2022. This song, Radio Romance, reflects the human longing for connection, understanding, and the desire to be heard. Let's listen now.
was Burn the Flag by Iranian NARM-based DJ and electronic music producer Mo. That's underscore Mo on SoundCloud. And before that, you heard Radio Romance by staunch queer Lebanese band Mashru Leila. We have something a little special for you, a reading of a public statement by Queer Killjoys, a queer gang formed to re-radicalize queerness and destroy the pink state, pinkwashers, and the pink war machine. This was published on their Instagram, and you can follow them at at Queer Killjoys. Pink Press Release, the 6th of February, 2024. Wurundjeri, Bunurong Country, Sovereignty Never Ceded. Bootlickers, Sunday's performance by Narm Staunch's Queers was not for the pigs but for us. And this ugly rabble has more to say. Our pride, we went out to protect our queer community. Though queer bootlickers grab, slap, trip, heckle, abuse, and spit on their community. All day the state was throbbing to the gawk-gawk of cocksucking homogentry, a gay shame. We came to protect our queer community even when those same queers bashed by cops in 78 marched beside their oppressors. Cops kill queers. Assimilation equals death. Midsummer needs bootlickers. We don't need Midsummer. Did those boots taste as sweet as our solidarity? The love we showed each other made the pigs tremble. Commissioner Shane Patton is scared shitless, and he should be. His personal PR stunt was spoiled. That pinkwash is giving him a rash. And gay Shane Patton's detectives are poking around in the dark if they truly don't know what we're protesting. Thousands of signatures tell his little piggies to fuck off. We heed our ancestors, and we have been screaming pigs out for over two decades. Cops kill queers. The inclusion of cops is the exclusion of everyone else, all of us marginalized by this fucked up world they police. To police a community, you must be placed above it. Those pigs ain't part of our community. Midsummer, cops bash queers and be cheered. We regret no police were harmed while our shins were split, chest molested, heads punched, necks choked, arms twisted, thrown to the ground, kicked while down, but they've changed. Fuck the police. Big Paul know their history. They are living it. The enforcers of transphobia, homophobia, racism, classism, ableism, every violence of colonization. But we know ours. Resistance. Cops out of pride. Cops out of everywhere. Midsummer, like a good colonial enterprise, six cops on us to destroy expressions of queerness it despises, our queerness of solidarity and struggle against genocidal hatred and violence, a queerness of color, disabled, trans, mad, indigenous, without property, and beautiful. Karen Bryant, Shane Patton, ALP Ministers for Inequality and Violence, Midsummer and the Pinkwash Establishment, be warned. Your violence is Midsummer's most watched event. From the West Melbourne Vic Paul Tower to the South Side Brutal Prison of Pride. 
the colony will fall. Pink dollar, pink state, pink are the pigs that we all hate. We'll fuck you up. That was the public statement from the 6th of February 2024 by Queer Killjoys, published on their Instagram at Queer Killjoys, reflecting on the cops' brutality against autonomous queer resistance at Pride March this past weekend. Let's hear another track. This one is Palestinian Revolution by Riyad Awad. This song is from the Intifada 1987, an archival record from the Majaz Project. This particular record was lost, but then it was found and revived. And it reflects the importance of archives and learning from your history to live in the present day. تلقى الثريا عندها بركاني
That was Palestinian Revolution by Riyadh Awad, and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM. Now, I'm sorry to disappoint you all, but we are just about coming up to the end of today's takeover of rotations on 3CR 855 AM. Let's head to another track. This one is Angel by Fatima Al-Kadiri and Shy Girl. Al-Kadiri is an electronic producer who was raised in Kuwait and who makes club records and art that confront gender performativity. Fatima Al-Kadiri and Shy Girl. We hope you've enjoyed today's collaborative edition of Rotations to mark our ongoing resistance against pinkwashing, against genocide, and against cops at pride and rainbow capitalism in all its forms. Free Palestine, free Tigray, free Sudan, free West Papua, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Never forget where we stand and what we fight for and why it's so important to resist pinkwashing and cops at Pride. To close out today's show, we're going to go to a final track. This one is called Hizam Nar by singer-songwriter Kokim. Kokim is currently living in Palestine and this song was released on January 20th of this year. In this track, they include the lyrics, The sky is raining fire. They want to be remembered as lots of dreams. Why is it their fault other than they were born, than they grew up on this land? سجلي صوتي قبل ما الإنسان يروح زي ما راح أصحاب شلون لو هاي آخر ليلة مش راح أتردد شيلي أهرب من هالمدينة وأروح على الموت
شطار يا بيت الدنيا تشتي تطفي حركة كلبي أصحى وألاقي بلدي فكر بنشرة أخبار You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.